This podcast contains explicit content. A hardly focused production. This podcast is hardly focused. And it gets significantly more vulgar. Knock, knock, who's there? Turkey treat sex. Part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Hey, that's something everyone can enjoy. Hey, you fired up? Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Nicole's rocking out. Hey, hey, what's up? Uh, welcome to Hardly Focus. We are part of the Solid Listen Podcast Network. You can find us at hardlyfocus.com on all the podcast apps. We're on all the social medias. Just search for Hardly Focused. Uh, Nicole Mossy, hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome Thanks to- for having me back. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. Thank you and congratulations. Thank you. Yay! Insert the cheers. Yay! I did it in my, there we go. I did, I did it in my mind, so I'm glad that I'm glad that you were able to do that for the listeners at home. Of course. Um, thank you for doing that in your head, uh, Nicole. Uh, part of this show for about two years, I think. Uh, I think, yeah. Way way back when, um, and then uh, we. Reconnected last year, did our first podcast together in a very long time. And that was, in my opinion, a very good episode, very good catch up. There were so many things that had happened in the years uh, since the last time we spoke and saw each other that I'm like, was just thinking in my head, like, I really want to talk to Nicole about this. Yeah, yeah. And we finally did it. And it felt great. It was it was so great. It's been so great to catch up. And it's like. It's wild. The years have flown by, but like sitting down and doing this, it's just like riding a bike. It's like it's putting on those comfortable shoes. It's like, man, no, back at it. I like honestly, when we did this last year, obviously, there'd been, you know, almost a decade, maybe almost, maybe, yeah. almost like eight years. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously nervous going into it because we hadn't spoken in a long time and um, wasn't sure how that was going to go. The you know reception leading up to it was very positive, which which made me happy. And then probably it took about I swear to God, it took about 30 seconds and it felt like it. Uh, I was back in my comfort zone with you. It was it was like it was immediate. It was like it was that's so funny to hear you say that because that was exactly my experience, too. I was like, oh. You know, again, slip it on the comfortable pair of shoes. It was I was a little nervous myself, but it was it was easy. Yeah. Um. Somewhere. I don't know where they are now. So I have a whole like folder of Nicole things somewhere no. and I forgot to oh, I forgot to pull no. it up. I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you this, though, Um. because you're on Twitch. I am. And what's your what's your name on Twitch? I'm Dude Kid Hey, Dude with two O's. So um, in case anyone has trouble spelling dude the unconventional way i've made it easy uh you can find nicole at hardlyfocus.com slash nicole i'm there you're there i have a slash you have a slash oh my god thank you can i get the cheer again <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome uh oh hold on i found all of them there's i found no I, you did not. <laughs> I, I found a folder named oh. Nicole. 
no. Here, I think this is, I think, okay. I highly suggest you shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That's still good, though. Honestly, that's still a good one. Yeah, and then there's this. That's my chapstick. When the dog, when the dog <laughs> took your chapstick while we were recording. That's my chapstick. <laughs> and then uh, your mother, which I think was my favorite one. Is this one on? Yes. Come say hi, mom. Say hi, to everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, mom. Mom, it was her birthday last week. Oh, uh, happy birthday, Nicole's mom. Yeah, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. I just my favorite. The reason that's my favorite sound drop is that the two of you just sound interchangeable. It's like you had no idea you stepped away and that she stepped onto the mic. And it's so wild because at the time, I didn't hear it. I don't think I heard it at the time. But like every time after I heard it back and now hearing it back, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And you know what's wild? Looking in the mirror and seeing my mother. Does that has that happened to you yet? Um, Because... That's a trip. <laughs> I think it, it really depends, I think, on the angle. I mean, people say that I yeah. look a lot like my father and that like we look like twins. But um, in the last year, I've just I've, I've said screw it with hair. So like this is the longest my hair has ever been. Uh, my beard was very long at one point. And it's since been cut. But that sort of uh, eliminates the immediate recognition between my parents and I where you really have to then study the face and say okay I can see the mm-hmm. resemblance if I like cut my hair clean shave and everyone's just like I, I look like my father just a few years younger yeah yeah I was I was gonna say I'm I'm digging it you got the waves you got the body it's it's voluminous and, and shiny <laughs> and healthy looking good man thank you uh I yeah I just said screw it last june last june i i had like a britney spears moment and i shaved my head and then i just that was it that was the last time i did anything to it and it's been you know what i use feminine products for my hair i have there to. you go there you go we've got the products we've got the technology you do give you good hair and i'm not gonna bash it because it works Right. What do you use? I'm curious. Uh, it's oh, I'm blanking on the name of the brand. Becky's probably screaming right now at into the void as I'm saying this uh, because she picked it up for me. But it came from, I think, like Marshall's or TJ Maxx. And I think it's okay. called I think it's called like Frisbee Gone. But OK, comes in like a pink tube, but it works. All right. I've got. Yeah, you- no, it looks great. It looks great. And I don't see any frizz. It's it's very you got the curls, you got the body, but not the frizz. <laughs> Good <you>. job. Good <laughs> job. Thank you. Um, I'm learning. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, I'll tell you when the frizz happened in Florida. Oh, frizz yeah. is unavoidable in Florida. You Florida can't heat. get away from it because the air is liquid. You lived it's- in Florida, didn't you? I spent I spent quite a bit of time in Florida. Yeah, I've got family down there too, so I would visit in the summers when it's the worst. It is it's like drowning. Yeah, what part of Florida? Uh near Tampa. Okay. Oh, I was there. Yeah, so the Gulf. All right. Yeah, yeah I went out there. Um uh, I was only out there for a day. I went to the uh Seminole Hard Rock Casino out there. Um, oh, nice. How was that? It's not bad. Um it was it was fun. I mean, I uh my luck was on my side for the first time ever. So that was nice. But um, nice. despite the, you know, the usual clientele that you find in public in Florida, um, it was really nice. I liked Florida it. Man. I liked it. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many Florida men did you encounter? Um, I'd, probably say about, well, I'd say probably about three. And I think 
uh, you know, you see the most colorful looking characters at the casino. Um, Naturally. In Tampa. Um, surprisingly, I mean, being in Orlando, uh, I feel like people were, for the most part, relatively normal. I went to a Walmart at one point expecting to just see a circus. But most stand up looking people I've ever seen. You picked the right Walmart. Now, I think the Kmart is where you're going to see some stuff. It's kind of like the Waffle House of, you know, <laughs> yeah. of those stores. I went to so I went to Waffle House for the first time and I went to one that I had no idea had made the front page of Reddit like two weeks prior because there was a post on Reddit. That, that it was a picture of a Waffle House next door to another Waffle House, kind of like how in Massachusetts, you'll see a Dunkin Donuts, uh, you know, one block away from another Dunks. Yeah. So they had two right next to each other, two right next to each other in um, uh, d- outside of Davenport. And um, I didn't even realize that was it until after I was leaving the building and looked over. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's a Waffle House literally next door. This is the one I saw on Reddit. This is the famous one. I thought you were going to say one where it was on like, what is it? Uh, not live stream fail, like world star or whatever. Remember there was a recent, not recent, probably within the last few months, mm-hmm. Waffle House fight where the, someone threw like a metal chair at yep. the girl and she was named like Waffle House Wendy and she like <laughs> g- blocked the chair and threw it. I'm like, man. She grabbed it with one hand. I mean, those things are light. So one handed. Like, they're not they're not gonna but do it's a lot metal. of metal. Yeah. Someone threw a metal chair at her. She's like, not today. It's, I I love how when you're walking in the Waffle House, there's a sign on the door. It's like it's a code of conduct sign. And you know, I don't think people read it. I think that's the problem. Is yeah. that people don't read it and then they get into shenanigans. But how did you like it? Because no lie, I love Waffle House. I freaking love greasy diner food, and Waffle House is like the mm. yeah, the gold standard. Yeah, it's oh, it's just so good. Next to it's like so good. Next to like Denny's. Yeah. Now, yeah, right. So, uh, I loved it, but. I felt very ill afterwards and had to tap out for the afternoon to recover. Consequence, yeah, that happens sometimes. When I was younger, it wasn't an issue. I'm sure it would be an issue nowadays. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, I was yeah. told I was told I failed because I went at like 11:30 in the morning and not four in the morning. Well, that's yeah, that's that's when it gets real fun. Yeah, that's when you know Waffle House Wendy's working. So, uh, and I wonder, I I didn't look into it that the one that was next door if that's also like because i think it's it's something like a property dispute or something so there's like two fully functional waffle homes right next door and i'm I'm, i think the other one is also open 24 7 they just a waffle community yeah i'm curious i'm curious then like if they work together right like if one short staff do they share staff if Mm -hmm. if one you know oh we ran out of hash browns do they help each other or do they try to compete with each other naturally of course they try to compete with each other any store in a you know region would but i'm curious if they curious how that works and i'm curious if one does better than the other yeah as far as like sales and stuff you know i wonder if one adheres to the uh the waffle house index by fema have you heard about that oh yes yes hey they they keep they keep the nation running when few else will so you know they're doing the lord's work now where you are in texas do they have waffle house out there 
They probably do. Um, I'm not sure if there's one nearby. Um, I was most familiar with them because, like I said, I used to go visit family down in Florida and we'd drive from Massachusetts. We'd take 95 all the way down. So there's a bunch of like rest stops with Waffle Houses there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen one recently, unfortunately, okay. which is sad because I love them. What do you think? What, what, what do you think Texas has in terms of like one of those chains that? Massachusetts is lacking that Massachusetts needs. Ooh. Um, so I really haven't hopped on. There's a place called uh Torchies and they do tacos. Okay. Um, and they do they do really nice tacos, but they don't do the type of tacos I like. I like street tacos. They do kind of mm. like fancy frilly tacos. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really into that jam. But um apparently their queso is really, really good. Um the vibe is always great. I'm never upset when I have their food, but I'm not like the biggest taco fan. Okay. Are you but, more, are you are you more like uh get something out of a food truck, like one of those? Oh, food trucks. Now that's a whole different story because throw a stone and I can find a food truck. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's wonderful. Wonderful. And and what sucks is they have all sorts of food I can't have like um is it called elotes? Uh, it's like, it's the street corn where it's like corn on the cob. And then they put like this cream and like cheese and all sorts of stuff on it. And it looks so delicious. But it's heavy on the dairy though, right? I can't have it. And it looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so all sorts of stuff like that. Um, you know, a lot of obviously, you know, Mexican inspired food, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which is, is wonderful. There's so many so many great options. And then speaking of street tacos, there is a fantastic place, like two minutes down the, down the road, a walk's distance cash only, but like 10 bucks and you're full and you're happy. It's like, you nice. can't beat it. Nice. You can't beat it. Yep. And Mexican Coke. Oh my God. Hell oh. yeah. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you about Mexican Coke. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. In the glass bottle. Oh, but it, the taste, it, the taste and the mouthfeel. I'm going to get real sophisticated for a second. The mouthfeel is so good. I love it. It's that uh, pure cane sugar. It's that pure cane sugar. I don't feel sticky. You know, it just, oh, it's so bubbly. Uh, Refreshing. I went to uh, Disney Springs a few weeks ago, and they have uh, yeah. the Coke store down there. Um, and I think they—I know they have one in Vegas. They might have one in in Manhattan, but um, they have uh, like a bar where they have. I think that they're. It's not, it's not called. It's like martinis. I think that's the term where they like they make like Coke concoctions, but Ooh. they just have so many variations of Mexican Coke too. And yeah, yeah, best believe I indulged. You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got, I think we've got like the Fanta. I'm thinking of the convenience store right down the road. I think we've got the Fanta, a Sprite, and maybe like one or two others, mm-hmm. um, at least in like the convenience stores nearby. So those are probably like the most popular ones nearby. Um, but that sounds fantastic. I would love, I mean, like a root beer float, a Coke float would be great. Um, a cherry Coke float. Yeah. Yeah, I had something that had it had uh, blueberry Fanta in it. It was some like it, it was some like blueberry lemonade type 
Uh, it was supposed to be like a lemon drop, but it didn't have alcohol in it, but they put blueberry Fanta in it. It was so good. Lemon drops. Let's talk about lemon drops. Dude, I got <laughs> obliterated on lemon drops in Vegas a couple of years ago. Them. I love them. Do you do the sugar on the rim? No, these were just, they weren't even like that fancy. I just went to like one of those like little bars inside. I forget what casino I was in. I think I was in New York, New York. And mm. um, just one of those little bars on the side and just went up and just, uh, I think I had probably like four or five of them. I don't think they, if if they, I always get sugar. I don't do salt. I always get sugar. Okay. So if there's yeah, yeah, anything yeah. on the rim, it was sugar, but. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's one of those things where maybe after, because I have like two of them and i'm like okay you're good but nothing's happening yet and then halfway through the third one i'm like hello okay we're hello good. i'm here before back to back the acid yeah <laughs> the acid <laughs> reflux <laughs> what in the almost rapidly approaching mid-30s yep exactly <laughs> yeah i you know, i could never it's since the pandemic since i shifted to working from home I had the worst acid reflux and my diet is not really improved all that much, but it's the realization that I'm not going to dunk at least twice a day. I'm not eating fried cafe food, you know, uh, 10 times a week. Um, Yep. Yep. uh, So I no longer have to take anything for acid reflux. And it's so nice because for a period of time, just every day, I just felt like I'm That's having bad. a heart. I'm, I'm 29 years old. And I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Oh, geez. It's like that. It's just the worst. We uh, in this household, we live by fridge Pepto. You get a nice big bottle, preferably of the ultra strength Pepto-Bismol. Pop that bad boy in the fridge Mm -hmm. whenever you're not feeling great. Like that is my remedy. Do you remember the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding with the Windex? That's the cure-all. That's me with Pepto-Bismol. You feel (laughs) sad? Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol. Is it raining? Take a shot of Pepto. Take a shot of alcohol? Take a shot of Pepto. I tell you, it's great. Is Is that what you just did? You took a shot of Pepto before we started? No, no. I did actually grab a cider. I did angry grab orchard. a cider. Nice. An angry orchard. This is the crisp apple. Two apples in every bottle. This tastes like friggin' juice. I love angry oh, orchard. It's delicious. I love it. But I made a rookie mistake when I was 21. Because I was like, mm. I had like, part of it was the fear of God instilled in me by my parents. So living at home still, I actually waited until I was of legal drinking age to start drinking wow really start drinking and uh shortly after i turned 21 i discovered angry orchard and woodchuck i think i went and bought like a six pack of woodchuck uh but i downed that whole thing in the uh, course of one evening because we were doing the, the podcast back then and um by the end of the night I just wanted to puke my guts out. I didn't actually oh. do it, but it wasn't because of the alcohol content. It wasn't drunk sick. It was sugar, sugar and syrup. The sugar. Oh my goodness. You must've been bouncing off the walls too. That was a fun night, but I didn't, <laughs> I don't want to go through that pain again. No, no, that's, that's a bit much. And that's a lot of apple too. I mean, <laughs> as a fellow Massachusetts person, you know what I'm talking about. You gotta be careful. You can't have too many apples at once. I'm, I'm curious what, triggers your your heartburn uh now because for me even though like it's not a 
recurrent problem for me anymore. I can't have bananas, like just straight up bananas. bananas. I, I go, I, I'm in so much pain. My, my, my just chest is so clenched after eating a banana. Wow. I'll, I'll have things with banana in them and that's fine, but just a straight up. Just a regular banana. Yeah. Just open the peel huh. and just eat one. And it's just something about the acidity just kills me. So I'm curious wow. what, what does it for you? Um, I think it's probably if like I ate a lot of acidic food that day, I drink a ton of coffee as it is. So that mm-hmm. doesn't help matters. But, um, the biggest thing I noticed is if I eat or drink too soon before bed, which is tough because I wanted to get into the habit of, you know, pounding some water before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to put a little bit of the Mio in it, you know, like the little flavor drops or whatever. Yep. And even a couple drops of that, it won't even be like an acidic one. It'll be like sweet tea. The second I lay down, it's like just lava. So I think it's like the timing of like eating too soon before bed for me. But, um, you know, who, who knows really? <laughs> yeah. Life is just, it's a series of, oh, this is going wrong now. Is this like yeah. a, a temporary thing or is this a forever thing? And I think the the acid reflux is just a forever thing now. Yeah, it's called turning 30. <laughs> yeah, it's uh my knees got the memo recently that yeah. we uh were approaching our mid 30s and uh they're protesting that um as yep. is my back. Same. Um, I threw my back out a couple months ago so that was fun. I uh I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I don't appreciate it because I've been very I was going to say I've been very good to my body, but let's be honest. I had McDonald's for dinner. Hell yeah. It was delicious. Goddamn right. What would you do? Delicious. I start. I started doing the double hamburgers now. I okay. used to be a single hamburger girl, but now I do the double hamburgers. Okay. And your girl got two double hamburgers. Nice. Okay. And a small fry and a Diet Coke, baby. Okay. All right. Um, I'm feeling fancy. I might do an apple pie. Uh, get the app. Um, not an endorsement, but get an app. Uh, get the app and uh, I think that's the only way you can get the frozen Cokes uh, they brought that back so um, if you're if you're into that I think the only way you can do it is through the McDonald's app and I think I think they do like um, it's either like a really generous you know uh, fee or something for the for delivery better mm-hmm. than the other ones I, I was just having a brain blast about that and I totally forgot to get the app I gotta get the McDonald's app yep uh oh uh frozen, frozen, frozen Fanta as well Ooh, yum that would be so nice for the summer too oh yum oh uh I so last time I wanted to get the frozen Coke. I'm trying to think of what my my go to is. Um, it's usually because I'm a cheap bastard. Uh, I usually just do the two cheeseburger deal, you know. But it's so um, good, you can't go wrong. Yeah, that usually does. Can't go wrong with that. Usually does the trick. I usually throw some nuggets right. in there too. Um, yeah, you get you get a lot for. I think it all tolls probably about eleven twelve dollars. You get a lot and you you feel like crap afterwards. So you know it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. I mean, you know what's funny? I never feel like crap after eating McDonald's. I don't know if it's like maybe my comfort food or something, but I always feel like fine after I have McDonald's. And I'll tell you what, and this is gonna be a little TMI. All right, come a little closer. Okay. I actually I as have I have like- great BMs after I have McDonald's. Like great quality BMs after okay. McDonald's. Nice. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> you said that actually like leaned in closer to my monitor. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. let me tell you something. 
Tell about me, my BMs. Tell me about your shits. <laughs> tell me about them. <laughs> I mean, if I if I'm ever having uh, any conundrums about that, the Carnation Instant Breakfast, like the um, the just like the powder stuff that you put in milk. Um, quality though that, that that's in if tarara were here he'd say the same thing that is like that's a, that's a bowel cleanser right there and it's good for you it you know it's yeah. got a lot of vitamins it's good for you and they're pretty damn tasty that vanilla one not bad agreed i got on that after i had my wisdom teeth out when i was a uh, 19 so um uh so i know you can't do dairy but can you at least do like lactose free milk I haven't tried that. Okay. I don't, I haven't experimented to see if it's really like the lactose protein, if I could maybe have like goat cheese, if maybe it's like a cow thing. I'm not really exactly sure. I just kind of just blanket avoid it out of, you know, just to be cautious. Okay. Um, but there's a ton of options nowadays, you know, so I should probably try to check out something, you know, that maybe doesn't have the the lactose or I think they have other types where they take out other things, too. Yeah, I'm not really sure what else is, you know, what else. I'm not a biologist, <laughs> but um, Which, but yeah, but I love the soy milk, man. And the macros are pretty darn good. OK, I, I've been so. I've been drinking lactose free for the last maybe two years because I'm in uh, you see, I'm an idiot. And uh, I went to the supermarket and was looking at the like the actual like cartons of milk, mm. noticing that the expiration date was like two months out. And I'm like, oh, this is great because like I'm the type that like will buy milk and I'm a super stickler about the expiration date. Like I'm like, oh, I yeah, have you to have, have to be done. with milk. You yeah. have to be with milk. Uh, I've had a couple of bad experiences. Yeah. In my time. No, no, no. So get excited. No chunky about- milk. Oh, my God. I've yeah. Um learning the hard way and oh yeah. oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh i started buying this this milk that i thought was just like oh this is gonna keep forever and then and then i realized hey i like i've just become accustomed to feeling like garbage feeling like super gassy after drinking milk and this isn't doing it to me and then i find out it took longer than it needed to for me to realize that in tiny text on the label and it was the store brand it wasn't like you know lactate it was the store i was gonna brand. say i was like how big was this text that you refused to read <laughs> i even showed in my defense i showed a side by side of what their normal uh uh milk versus their lactose free looked like and people i'm like okay i can see you know i would have made okay, the same mistake all right but so it, it wasn't I, that apparent yeah yeah i noticed it took me far too long to realize i, I the, the whole time i was buying lactose free milk i'm like okay it doesn't have any dairy in it that's why it's lasting for so long that and that's why you don't feel like shit after you you have it. So many of us, you know, we're really not supposed to be having milk. No, um, it's it's not really the way that our bodies are are supposed to work. And in my case, when I, I because I got my allergy after I eliminated di- dairy from my diet for a while, I was doing food experiments to see what was causing my eczema at the time. Oh right. Um, and so it was like I think I went off for like two weeks. Just to see it, I was I was just gonna do. I was like, all right, dairy, and then I'll try gluten, and then I'll try. I was going down the list, and I dairy was the first one. And when I tried to reintroduce it into my diet, could not, could not do it. Like my body could not handle it anymore. Uh, Two weeks. And now, do you just try it once and then never again? Because I like I know meat will do that. If you don't eat meat for a long time and you reintroduce it, you're gonna you have to go through an adjustment period. Yeah. So I, I tried it a couple times. Um, you know, the first time I didn't think anything of it. And all of a sudden I had like a really bad reaction. I was like, Oh my goodness. So the next few times I was more cautious, 
But every time since, if like, it's not too bad if things are like cooked near each other, but you know, if you're flipping a burger and some of the cheese lands on my burger and you know, I eat some of that, I might get a reaction. So there are just these kinds of moments where it just kind of reaffirms like, yeah, I can't have that. Yeah. But then there's other things where if it's like a bread and it's, it's baked into bread. Um, that's usually not a problem. Um, I can eat the McDonald's fries. There's dairy in that. I don't have an issue with that. So it's, it's still kind of confusing what is causing the issue really. Well, McDonald's fries, sure they have dairy in them, but they're also deep fried and covered in, you know, whatever. So that protective coating of fat you know, it doesn't per my, my stomach acid doesn't permeate that. And it just leaves <laughs> intact. I think it's protecting me from the milk. Nice. Uh, I, we're talking we, a lot about bowel movements. I am so sorry. <laughs> well, wel- welcome to uh, a typical episode of the show. So. Oh, great. Okay. So we're still on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. Fantastic. Um, so uh, we talked about this before we started recording, and um, I want to. Uh, this will be the big market tease because I want to talk to you about um, the documentaries. I guess you've been watching, or the, sort of the the um, the deep dives into the deep dives into old like Disney programs and things like that. Because yes. that's my jam. Yes. So I um, love it. Let's talk about love that. It. Let's talk about let's talk about that it. coming up. <gasps> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, we will return. Stick around. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. You are listening to Hardly Focused. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. You look like you could use a pork bun. This podcast is hardly focused. A man who never eats pork buns is never a whole man. Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Why don't you have a pork bun in your hand? Nicole, you still into Arctic monkeys? Love them. Literally chills. Literally chills the second that comes on. Man, do you remember driving around? We would drive around in your car at all hours of the night, driving all over creation, just listening to that album. And it was like, man, I am brought back to that time so often. So often. That like was it's a good time. It's crazy, man. And that album was so fucking good. That was such a... I love Arctic Monkeys. I love their early work, especially. Did not like ho- uh, Hotel Base... Wait. Oh, Tranquility, uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Yep. Not crazy about it. Had some vibes. Listening back to it now, I get the vibes. The newest album, vibey. Mm-hmm. But you have to listen to it in its entirety. Yes. But AM, man, Alex Turner with that greaser vibe and that fucking pompadour and oh, oh, what a time. Yeah. What a time. 2014. We saw them uh, with (laughs) Deer Hunter at the Aganis Arena. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. I saw them again after that. 
Um, I forget where I saw them. Now, when you saw them the second time, did Miles Kane perform with Arctic Monkeys? Oh, I don't remember. I don't think so. But I remember when that happened. Everyone was like, oh, my God. That was was, so good. It was such a good show, man. The whole, I mean, that room I can't even like just thinking of it in my mind. It was massive and it was just full and everyone was rocking and rolling. And oh, it was so good. Do you remember when they played I Want to Be Yours and just everyone just took their phones out and put on their because that was that was at a time. I think that that had to have been relatively new that you could do that with the iPhone. Yes. And we were like, oh, my God, we're like, that's such a great idea, because, like, obviously, you don't want to bring your lighter and, you know, light it up. But it was so cool. And again, you know, just a sea of just lights all over. We're like, oh, my God, I want to be yours. The um, Alex Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, their new album, I think it's called The Car. Um, I think so. Yeah. Like AM was sort of the start of their uh slower sort of more like lounge act type thing that they've been doing and yeah i just i the car like you said not a bad album but i really just want them to go back to that fast-paced garage rack oh man and like and it's so tough right because when they made that music they were they were teenagers they were in their early 20s you know they were you know, um what song red light indicates doors are secured i wasn't big on it back in the day fucking love that song now it's just about going out and just having a night on the town but man that fast and oh the fast tempo and that thick accent i love his voice when he's crooning and you know and singing those ballads and stuff but man there's something about that thick accent where you're like i gotta look up the lyrics i don't know what he's saying (laughs) (laughs) i loved it i loved it that's like there's a band that um Oh, uh, Frightened Rabbit with uh, the late Scott Hutchinson. Um, he had such a thick Scottish accent that I had no idea what the hell it was he was saying. But it's um, beautiful, whatever they're saying. It's I mean, it's haunting. Uh, their songs are so depressing, but like, it sounds like gibberish if I don't have the lyric sheet in front of me. Yeah, you're going to be yeah. like, okay. And you're going to go back and like, all right. Oh, okay. That's where he says that. It's like trying to figure out what the hell Eddie Vedder's trying to say. Oh, my goodness. Does he know? He doesn't know. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so there's no help for any of us. This just reminded me the previous episode of this podcast was titled Suck It and See. I saw that and I saw who you had on that and I was like, how interesting. Oh, yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that sounds so malicious. I literally did not mean it like that, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck is he giving Chris the Arctic Monkeys title knowing full well? that i was next week (laughs) give you oh it was relevant to the discussion points we talked about the dalai lama sucking tongues because that's what he does now apparently god it's cultural um am i allowed to am i allowed to mention why you were commenting on that that you were commenting on seeing chris on the show Oh, I think I saw your tweet um, when you tweeted out the show went out and you're like, oh, with Chris. And then I think I saw like the link or whatever that had the title. I think I just saw it on Twitter. Uh, they dated for a while. That's what I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize <laughs> what you were asking. Yeah. I thought you asked how I knew. Yeah. I'm stalking you. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> it makes me feel loved. I'm actually looking through your window right now. Awesome. Well, good to see, see you. Come on in. 
I got another mic up no, here. Go, gonna... grab, me a, grab me a cider. I mean, a, a seltzer, will you? <laughs> um, it's funny you say that because I was looking. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Uh, I want to be safe. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll try to pull some of the, the fro production pieces out of rotation just so I don't make you feel uncomfortable. And then you bring them up. I'm like, okay, never mind. All right. Oh, I. <laughs> God, how long ago was that? I'm, I mean, that's going back to I, high school days. Yeah, so. that was in high school. Like, I'm fine. Well, I just you, thought it was kind of funny. I didn't put it in the show notes, but um, I don't know if this will be like a, you know, a mind fuck for you. But uh, he's having a kid. No. In July, what? I believe. A little girl. Whoa. Whoa. That's weird. Still not 100% sure if it's his, but I'm happy for him. Nevertheless. That's great. I'd, I'd love to talk afterwards. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. That's fantastic. That's so fucking weird. I've kept. Well, so- how are our peers having children? Right. <laughs> that's right? so weird to me. Like, that's what's weird. And I know logically, I mean, hell, like people have been popping. We're 33. Like now is actually the time where you're like, all right, hurry up. Like, but it's just such a weird concept to me. I know. I'm still like uh, I'm yeah, a kid. Like when, when when Mike talks about his kids. And I'm like, dude, I still can't go over you like being a family guy now, like but you being a dad. And that's wild. I know it's. it's I hate. I hate getting old. <laughs> I hate growing yeah. up. Yeah, I hate this. it's because I'm not changing, I'm other than externally, which I'm changing a little bit. I don't want to say I'm completely stagnating, but like not at the rate these other people are. And I'm just like this whole world that I don't know about. People are calling their kid a. 84 month old i'm like what oh yeah yeah i uh, look i only want to do when the work day is done is enjoy a pack of dunkaroos and play video games preach that's what i want to do that's 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 all i got time to do dude like i i'm so busy and also i need a lot of alone time and Same. you don't get that when you have a kid no. i like playing overwatch for six hours nonstop. okay I can't even have a dog and do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I started playing Dead Island too, and I just I sat Ooh. back and I'm just thinking like I can do this because I don't have to worry about um, little Johnny son of a bitch looking over my shoulder and just seeing you know the face of a zombie getting ripped off. Like right, I, and then you have to wake up in the middle of the night because he's got some nightmares because of course he does. It's like no, get over it. No, I have I'm a d- I have a dog. That's enough for me. That's, that's yeah i'm sure that's plenty yeah and, i'm sure that's plenty and look he's i mean he's sleeping oh what a little sweetie you know uh-huh. he's you know what he is this kid's a genius he knows when i'm sitting here doing the podcast and he knows the pro he knows like the words like the things i say at the end of the show um and then the production piece that plays at the end and he like gets up and runs over to me and starts like going nuts because he wants attention. But uh, he knows it's his time. Oh, it's it's interesting how smart pets are. Like even Jacob is like that. Um, if I am a little late for any of his feeding times and the fact that he has an internal clock at all, mm-hmm. like because he, he's very precise, he always knows when it's four o'clock. I don't know when it's four o'clock. It could be any time. I have no idea. He always knows <laughs> or like. If I'm staying up a little too late playing games, you'll come in my room and he's like, it's it's bedtime, mom. He'll like keep coming in like, what are you what are you doing? Like, they're really smart. We don't give them enough credit. I broke uh, my dog and I'm kind of trying to break Becky's dog, what even happened? though even though he's what did you do? 
uh, Becky's dog's on the older side, but I'm seeing if I can try to have this uh, effect rub off on him. So at the same time, every night, and I have to be careful about how I articulate this because the dog's ears will perk up if I if mm. I say the wrong word. Um, oh, of course. But at the same time, every night, Cooper is... Uh, he receives a treat that is uh, beneficial for their uh, dental health. Good, good, good. And uh, he loves those things. He pretty much good. lives for those. And uh, within an hour of that time coming around, uh, or he'll be good and wait for that time on the dot, the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. he goes into freak out mode. And if he doesn't like, get I it, know. oh, if he doesn't get it, if, if things start to catch fire. Um, neighbors start contacting me saying, is everything okay? Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll give it to you. All right. He throws a tantrum, but that's great that he, he loves them so much because like you said, you know, with their dental treats, it's tough. It's tough to, I mean, can you imagine trying to brush a dog's teeth? Yeah. Forget about it. Like, yeah. no. So that's awesome that he likes it so much, but that's, they're so funny. They really like they're are. So, their little personalities are so funny. Sometimes they're very big personalities. My cousin. They can turn very big. My cousin put it perfectly. He described uh, dogs as basically being like autistic five-year-olds. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Kind of. You know, <laughs> you know, especially like, you know, like those really big dogs. Oh, uh, what are they? The Great Danes. Yep. And they, um, you know, and they get so massive and they're like not aware of their size. So they still want to like sit on your lap, even though they're three times the size of you. It's like, you silly goose. Now, you can't do that right now. Uh, You're going to break my knees. I read today that uh, any variation of doodle, um, like a golden doodle, for example. Yeah. Um, those are the worst kinds of dogs to have because they are just so poorly they're just bad behaved and they don't snap out of that oh okay because i i think i saw i think i scrolled by that and i was like i wonder why people you know why this person's saying that the doodles are bad so it's like a behavior thing it's that they just kind of they're yeah. are they stubborn they don't want to be trained out of like I, a certain behavior that they've kind of grown into they're stubborn maybe i guess it's like um the kind of like the squishy face dogs, like the pugs, for example, where they mm. were, um, they weren't meant to be bred. They, you know, they're man-made creation yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. sort of a, it's an after effect of that. They weren't, they're, they're oh. not, they're not supposed to exist. And I, I think okay. that's their way of saying, why am I here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, the third toddler, they maul, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe this one wasn't like a choice. <laughs> and I say this as a lover of pit bulls. I was saying that against doodles not pitbulls. Now, are you still allergic to dogs? I seem to recall you having uh, a little bit. It All depends. Right. You know, it depends. And especially with different breeds of dogs, you know, some of them shed more, some of them don't even have fur. They have actual hair. So it depends on the breed of the dog. Um, I've just learned to be cautious. And if I'm touching an animal, not to touch my face and make sure to wash my hands. And I usually don't have an issue. Um, but I haven't really actually encountered any dogs recently, unfortunately. Oh, I know. What is, about is Austin like a dog friendly city where they're just okay oh, with having totally. dogs come on in? Oh, all over the place. Like, and there's a ton of like outdoor bars and party patios where, um, you know, people bring their dogs all the time. There's, um, like these cool, there's this place called Barton Springs, which, um, 
comes out of one of the largest aquifers in Texas. If you actually look at the aquifer, it's like most of Texas. Okay. But like it comes out, one of the places it comes out is, is in Barton Springs and they made this, it's a freshwater pool. They just, you know, lined it up, dammed it up, made a nice little pool, but people bring their dogs and you can bring beers and stuff. But, oh, it's so lovely. We watched two water dogs, you know, swimming. Each of them had part of a huge stick in their, in their oh. mouth, you know, just paddling along. So to cut a long story, extremely long, um, tons of dogs. And I love them, but I try to be respectful and not like rush up to a dog. Sure. Um, you know, but I love seeing all the dogs. It's like San Diego. I don't know if you've ever been to San Diego, but it's yes. the same, oh, same yeah. thing. Everyone. Like, it's like all over the place. It's it's more common. It would be weird to be in a bar that didn't have a dog Yep. in Texas. That was one of my favorite things about being in... Um, I, I say it's San Diego, but it's like outside. It's kind of like when people say like, oh, you're in Boston. I'm like, no, I was in Natick, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You're like close enough. Yeah, I was in one of the various rancho communities which is like yeah. you know 20 30 minutes outside of san diego proper but there was um a building that i was doing work training in and people so many people just brought their dogs in and i just had assumed they were service animals they're not yeah, they're yeah. just people just bring their dogs with them and then i go to a bar or a brewery down the street dogs everywhere all over the breweries, all oh, over the breweries. I loved it. And they were so well behaved too. That's the thing is I think there was only one time at a bar and it was kind of a scuzzy bar anyway, but there was only one time where there was like an issue between two dogs. Mm-hmm. Normally they're so fantastic. I feel bad though, because sometimes people bring them in to places where like the music is really loud and I'm like, man, yep. the dog's got nothing to do. He's just sitting there. At least give him a French fry or something, exactly. but you know, or, or give him some beer or give him a beer. <laughs> now I think, I think beer is toxic to dogs. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Don't ever. Give I think it's toxic to us too, but you know, mm-hmm. everything in moderation, I suppose, Absolutely, but not for dogs. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going to do this because we were talking about music and I just, for old time's mm. sake, I just want to, I just want to see what happens when I do this. I have a feeling. Mm. I knew it. <laughs> Feed me I knew it. <laughs> Loaded up. Loathing. For Oh, I was waiting for the drop, man. Okay. You know what's so funny? I literally thought about that yesterday. I was listening to to Bush as I was getting ready. And that song, I think, came up next on the queue. And I was like, that motherfucker always fucking. And I'd be like, ah. That would, if uh, way back in the day, if I ever wanted to like center Nicole, get her like, just just to like. ground me. (laughs) Yeah. I would just throw that song on and that would just, uh, that was your zen. That would just like help regroup everything. It would just bring me right back in, you know, whatever's going on. I'd be like, oh, yeah. That song. that cheered me up so much. I'm so happy after all this time. It's such it's a good song. And when we get off this, I'm I'm listening to that song and I'm jamming and I'm gonna hit that beat and because mm, mm, you denied me that drop. I know. I I, I uh, cock blocked you. I gave you the old. You blue cock bar. blocked me. You drop blocked me, man. Um, their new stuff isn't bad either. I mean, it's really just like I haven't listened. It's like Gavin Rossdale and Friends. Now it's um. I don't mind it. It's one. It's one I love of his voice. Oh yeah. It's it's. And, and Bush is going to sell tickets, you know, it, I mean, Gavin Rossdale's a, a 
fairly well-known name, but he's not going to be able to play the same type of venues just by himself. Yeah. It's, he's yeah, gotta yeah. Be, it's gotta be Bush. And at this point, it doesn't matter who's in the band as long as he is fronting it. Yeah. His, his voice is just so distinct. Like I love that. I'm, I'm really appreciating that right now, especially in male voices like that raspy, that, that growly, that thing I can never do with my voice. And I don't know how you guys do it. But it's just, it's so lovely. And just that angst of the 90s, man. You can't beat it. You ever listen to Deer Tick? Deer Tick, no. Look them up because no. that that, that dude has, John McCauley has the kind of voice that you're describing. And that guy holds the honor and distinction of being one of the many people to front uh, the unofficial Nirvana reunions. Oh, okay, that's him. And I'm going to tell you why I laughed for a second, because I literally Googled deer tick, and I'm looking for a second, and I'm like, oh, there's a big picture of a tick. I'm not seeing a band. <laughs> um, they haven't, Sorry? He hasn't, he hasn't performed with them, I think, since 2019, but um, hmm. Dave Grohl was putting on a festival called, uh, it was a revival of a 70s festival called Cal Jam in California, and um, Nirvana would perform and mm-hmm. Macaulay performed with them. Um, I, I want to say like, cause I know like Beck has, you know, fronted it and Joan Jett and St. Vincent. But um, when, when John Macaulay does it, that if, if they ever actually were to tour as Nirvana, this guy has to be fronting it. He is Kurt. He sounds like Kurt. He's he got screams. that voice. Cause Kurt yeah. had, I mean, if we're going to talk about distinct voices, I mean, I, I was almost going to say no one can replicate it. No one can come close, but it sounds like, you know, they were able to find someone who's, you know, who's able to embody that because, oh, Kurt's voice. I've been listening to a lot of Nirvana too recently and mm. man, there's nothing like it. Uh, what's your favorite Nirvana song? Ooh, Drain You. Sick. Uh, I love Drain You. Um, Drain You. I was going to say Heart Shaped Box. That's a close second. But Drain You, Drain You just comes out ahead by just like, a you know, a, a nostril hair. Drain You is a fun one to play on the drums, especially if I'm in the Ooh. mood for breaking cymbals. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I've always loved uh, the opening track to In Utero, uh, Serve the Servants, which is um, if you look on YouTube and you look up Macaulay, uh, performing with Nirvana, um, the first song they did was "Serve the Servants," and he he like he does it justice. That's when he's like he just goes into full blown Kurt mode. It's like oh, man. it's he sounds like um, it's a his voice is a combination of Kurt and John Fogerty from Creedence Clearwater Revival. Ooh. He's got that sort of like southern sort of twang to yeah. it. Yeah, okay, but he's still got like that kind of like edge. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and he knows too. He is being he's being handed keys to a vehicle that he, you know, is being a lot of people are trusting him with it and he knows not to fuck oh, around. Oh, totally. Do not drive yeah. this into a wall. Yeah, don't go do your own stuff with it. Don't, you know. Yep. Nice. Um so uh again, you're on uh you're on Twitch. Um and uh your name there is Dude Kid Hey. Dude Kid Hey, yep. D O O D K I D H E Y. And to uh, to make it uh easy for people, 
hardlyfocused.com slash Nicole. <gasps> Battle slash. Uh, and <clears throat> on the subject of plugs, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago, one of the shows here on uh, the Solid Listen Network, Mother May I Sleep With podcast with Molly McAleer. Uh, Molly and I talked about the Law & Order Special Victims Unit episode, Pure. Uh, we picked that apart, talked about what we thought was uh, going on in the episode, Who, if, if we could determine who the bad guy was uh, right at the start uh, before it was revealed. Uh, so that episode is up now. Uh, you can find that uh, on pretty much any anywhere you get your podcasts. Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. And it's at uh, solidlisten.com. Um, and Nicole, I told you about that off air. And you said that you like to watch, uh, I, I'm guessing they're on YouTube, certain certain types of deep dives, documentaries, I guess. Yes, yes. I love it. Um, it seems like it's kind of a... Uh, kind of, I don't want to say like trending, but it's like a really hot thing right now, um, especially in the YouTube space for folks to um, really dissect, especially like older media. So like, not like super old media, but I'm talking like the Disney Channel original movies or, you know, anything from the 90s, Twilight, you know, all sorts of stuff, just going into a deep dive, not only into the content itself, but then, you know, the cultural significance and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I absolutely love it. I love, a f there's a few YouTubers that I kind of want to mention and, and give you recommendations. If you like going down these rabbit holes as well, I think you're going to have a really good time. Okay. Um, so there, these are all on YouTube. Um, the first one is Jamie French, J-A-I-M-E, um, Jamie French. And she does a lot of kind of like nostalgia kind of making fun of the 90s. What the heck is this? She did a deep dive on like the sleepover movie, um, all sorts of stuff like that. Okay. There's another one um, called Kenny JD. She has a series called Bad Movies in a Beat where she will watch a movie and like do her makeup and she'll, you know, tell you the plot of the movie. But she's fantastic and hilarious. Commentary is great. Love her. That's Kenny JD. And then the last one, and I think he is probably one of the ones who really ignited this, this spark. Um, his channel is Mike's Mike, like a microphone, Mike's Mike. Um, and a year ago, he posted a two-hour-long video called An Appropriately Unhinged Recap of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> it's it's a th That's the first video in a three-video series. It is like six or seven hours worth of this man he's got you know like in those detective movies when he's thrown off the case so he has his wall at his house and he's connecting all the strings and all that yeah. he had a whole board in his apartment connecting everyone and all the plot points of pretty little liars <laughs> it was a thorough deep dive i never even watched pretty little liars you bet your ass i watched all 10 hours of that he did it for glee <laughs> He does it for all sorts of stuff. And he posted that about a year ago and that video like blew up. And I really think that that like ignited the fire that became just this like huge, you know, it's almost like a nostalgia trip in a way, but also like really heavily dissecting culturally, culturally significant, you know, media of the time, you know, mm -hmm. Pretty Little Liars, Glee, Twilight. Those were very big. Um 
you know, cultural moments. Um, so that one was Mike's Mike, and I highly recommend him. I love him. So there's so much out there right now about that, like deep dive stuff. And there is nothing I love more than sitting down to a four hour long video of just like, tell me everything you know about this random thing that I will never need to know this information in my life. By the way, I'll never need to know this. I got to start doing that. But yeah. I'd love to know everything about it. <laughs> I honestly, I took a one of those online am I autistic tests the other oh, night. Did you? What'd you get? Uh, no, I it basically said no. I think it was like okay. um sectioned out in little things, and um I think I was like right in the slightly but probably not range. I can't remember exactly how they labeled it, but that, that surprised me because I'm the type who would do something exactly like that because I do it to loved ones. I do it to friends. I'm sure I've done it to you. Um, and to just to know, it makes me feel better knowing that there are people out there that probably make good money doing this exact thing on YouTube. I'm talking like full thesis levels of, and this is just for like, you know, media analysis, you know, I'm talking like lighthearted. There are some people who go heavy into some analysis. Um, Wendigoon did a video on the entire story of Blood Meridian. Um, and again, you know, its significance and all of that kind of stuff. Like it is, it's huge. It's lovely. I totally just went off on a tangent and forget where I was going with that, <laughs> but I love it. Um, it's great. <laughs> now, do do they try to find like intersecting plot points that you might have missed that even the the writers and the creators are looking at it like we didn't intend to do this, but you're, you're oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and a video comes to mind. Uh, there was a video analysis on how American Psycho is actually feminist, um, and compelling arguments compelling arguments and I'll find I'll find you the video. First of all, the movie was directed by two women. Um and it was intentional and even Christian Bale at the time knew that his character was a satire and a you know it the point of it was a critique on capitalism, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um and it was again another deep dive into into that media, but that wasn't just a movie. There was a book that the movie was based off of. And at the time in the nineties, when the movie came out, the writer of the book, I'm forgetting his name, loved it. He was so happy with it. He loved the direction that the, you know, directors brought it in and all of this stuff. And um, years later though, he kind of took the red pill a bit and now he's kind of going back on it and being like, Oh, it's not feminist and all this stuff. Even though literally like if, Watch the fucking movie <laughs> and just pay attention for a second. It's entirely a critique on masculinity. I mean, if you look at his um, beauty routine regimen scene in the beginning when he's doing all the lotions and stuff, that shit is content on TikTok now. Get ready with me. Watch me shower. Here's all the 8 million products I use. Um, I'm obsessed with my weight. Like, hello? Anyway, uh, sorry I hopped on a uh, soapbox, but that was a very good video. Oh no, but, yeah. uh, please! There, there are many soapboxes here for you to to jump I'm on. Hopping all over them. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis. Yes, 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 yeah. So it's funny how you know with time, and I think with the movie being more popular than the book, 
um, you know, that can probably chap someone's ass a little bit. Um, and time, you know, the nineties was 30 years ago. I don't, I, um, no, 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 it wasn't. No, I don't no. want to think about that. I don't. So I'm going to forget I said that, <laughs> but, um, what am I talking about? No. Uh, so it's, it's interesting how, you know, a piece of media once, you know, taken by someone else and more media created from that. And then, uh, an audience's reception to that, how that can, and not just reception, but analysis of the work, right. Um, can really lead you to finding themes and finding ideas that the writer, I, I thought he intended it. I thought he meant, you know, for all of that to be a critique. So I'm not sure where the disconnect is, but he could just be an old dude who's mad about women. I don't Mm. know. See, I'm like, I mean, I'm sure someone's already done this, but I've always thought about writing up like a critique of, uh, the last Terminator film that came out because so many people, I really liked it, but I guess I'm in the minority because people hate it because it, it is a, it's one of those ignores the events of the previous three movies that came out before it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's a direct sequel to Terminator two from 1991. But then in the first like five minutes of, of this one, it, it, completely it's like a slap in the face to anyone that liked the second film which was pretty much everybody but okay yeah i'm I'm the type that could write up a whole dissertation on the one of the central themes of the film of the whole film franchise is time travel and time travel you're i mean you butterfly effect you can create different uh you know uh universes alternate endings like just think this is one even Kyle Reese, Michael Bean's character in the first movie says, quote, one possible future. What this movie is, Terminator Dark Fate, is one of those possible futures. So don't take it as like gospel. But yeah, people aren't good. They're just going to oh, watch a movie. It sucked. Like they're not going to think about it. They're not looking past that. Dude, I'm telling you, write that shit up, film it, put it on YouTube, especially because it's a hot take. I'm telling you like that. People are analyzing media. Mm-hmm. They're doing it. I'm the I'm the type that would go on Reddit and post it on Reddit and and get my and they uh, get all the downvotes from everyone who's like this guy sucks boo this man <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm the type too that ends all of my like big long winded posts I'll put the TLDR at the end and I'll be like TLDR I'm not doing this read the whole post I'm not summarizing it for you <laughs> read the fucking post you moron uh, so I like the- that. Besides Pretty Little Liars, what uh, what was your favorite? Um, one of your other favorites? Yeah, so um, so Mike's Mike did that one. He also did um, a video on Twilight, um, and he also did he did um, Twilight, um, Hunger Games, and its ripoff Divergent. Um, and even though I'm not into young adult fiction anymore, Divergent was a total cash grab. It totally bit off the Hunger Games. But didn't they not even finish? The, they the didn't Divergent even finish series? it. Yeah, they didn't even finish it. They're like, all right, we're done here. Like the last, like, mo- I think they skipped the whole last movie. They did. La- like, the last movie was going to be a TV series, and then it never went into production. They're just like, nah. Yep. Like this movie sucks. They're like, what were we doing? This plot <laughs> makes no fucking sense. Wasn't the Maze Runner also supposed to be like the Hunger Games? Yeah, I don't know too much about the Maze Runner though. 
Um, but I remember that around this time, especially after Hunger Games became like so big, because um, I'm not sure when Maze Runner came out. It, it sounds older than Hunger Games, um, but it might not be. Um, but there were a lot of things that tried to like do that fire, like spunky, tough girl, love mm-hmm. triangle. You know, I mean, it was the Twilight plot. It was the Hunger Games plot. It's probably Divergent. I don't know. I didn't watch it. It sucked. It was always teenagers. Um, it's always just these teeny boppers. And it's like, just tell an adult. Yeah. Your problems are not going to be that big if you just tell a fucking adult and then they can actually do something responsible about it. Yeah. Judy Bloom was on to something. Okay. Let's follow she what she knew was what doing. She was talking about. She knows what she's talking about. Sorry. I shouldn't put that in the past tense. Gotta love Judy. I liked, uh, I always had a lot of respect for celebrities that would do AMAs on Reddit who were in on reddit culture and oh yeah judy bloom did an ama in oh i think i want to say it was 2014 it was right after the woody harrelson debacle with rampart what was the movie watch rampart yeah and judy bloom uh said something like she's like ask me about any of the books i wrote or any of the movies or anything at all um i haven't seen rampart but i'll be happy to talk about it and i'm like judy bloom i love you thank you for in the fact the fact that it's Judy Bloom too, like an older lady who writes children's books. If Judy Bloom is like, making fun of you, you know you fucked up. Yeah, you, you goofed somewhere along the line, my man. Um, that's amazing. Go her. That's awesome. That's 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 another win for her. And she's and she's hip to what the weirdos on Reddit are doing. Good for her. Now this is from uh, Reddit, um, but. I don't know if any of the deep dives that you've looked into covered it, but there was a film from uh, the early 2000s on Nickelodeon called Crybaby Lane. Crybaby Lane. No. Tell me about this. What's going on? Curious if uh, you haven't curious if any of any of these uh, folks would cover it because someone on Reddit had posted a thread uh, probably in like 2011 asking if anyone remembered this movie. And they're like, I remember seeing it on on Nickelodeon and it aired once and there's an IMDb page for it, but nobody seems to know about it. And people were commenting, saying, if I if I remember correctly, this movie was so terrifying that it aired only once. Parents complained about it and Nickelodeon just pretended it never existed and it was never shown again. And then someone finally chimes in with. Bro, I have it on VHS. I I taped it the night it aired because I wanted to watch it. Um, and they uploaded it, and it had like you know it was a bad you know VHS copy. It had like the scan lines and everything. And Melissa Joan Hart was like, you know, she introed it and she was like doing like pieces and you know during the commercial breaks. Um, oh man, who I met recently, by the way. She's a she's no, a, she's a paramour. Really? I, yeah, I met her. At a convention. How was that? It was she was she was a sweetheart. I just walked right up to her and I'm like, Do you know the band Paramore? Oh my goodness. Because I think one of the new Paramore songs sounds like the uh Clarissa Explains It All theme song. So we talked oh. about Paramore for a little bit. Uh it's total sweetheart. Um oh. but this movie, yeah. So I watched the um I watched the VHS rip of it. This guy posted, I'm like, okay, like it's bizarre, but it's not scary like there's a couple scenes that are like really out there like spiders coming out of some kid's eye at one point it was a halloween movie. Ah. 
Yeah, it was. I, oh, okay. I forgot to say it was. It was a Halloween movie. Um, yeah, no, it's an Easter movie, and to celebrate Easter, spiders are coming out of his kids. You office. know, as you do, as is tradition. So, um, finally, Nickelodeon. You know, they caught wind of it because it took off. Other websites started reporting about it, and finally, Nickelodeon uh, chimes in and was like, uh, "It didn't really get good ratings when we aired it, so we just put it in the vault. We never aired it again because nobody watched it." The first time it did. And the director was like, I just thought it was a bad movie. I thought people just didn't like it. So like I didn't. We just you know, like th- scrapped it. Yeah. Yeah. But Nickelodeon was like so impressed by the uh, interest and the reception to it. It kind of like gained a, go- a cult following. And I think every year they air it now uh, around Halloween on Nickelodeon. That's so funny. But it was, That's so funny. But it was because of Reddit that that it, it had this interest in this resurgence. But I'd be curious to know if anyone like really goes into it and tries to see like, okay, what parts could be considered too terrifying to fuel that rumor? Especially for children too, right? Because, you know, we're thinking with our adult minds, you know, and obviously children are different, especially at different ages, you know, think about how quickly kids grow up in all the different development stages that they go into. So, you know, something that I can look at that might not be, you know, scary, they might just be terrified by just because, you know, I've got, I've got no idea because kids are dumb, man. They're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) We really are. As a as a thirty three year old child myself, yeah, we are. It's very just it's despicable. Kids, Get it together. Kids are actually like we were talking about dogs being smart earlier. Kids are very smart too. Oh yeah, they're perceptive and they don't know they don't have the filter. They so they will read you and just drag you down to the pits of hell, the likes of which no adult can really do. Like if a child insults you in. And they always find the thing that really hurts. The thing that you really like, I don't like that about myself. They know it. They can sense it. Yeah. I've had scary. I've had my cousin's kids like comment on my physical appearance. And I'm like, look, I'm going to let it go because you're like eight. But I feel really bad about myself now. Right. It's like you really hurt my feelings. And my cousins would be like, no, don't say that to him. I'm so sorry. Oh, he doesn't mean it. I'm like, yes, he does. When I I tell my niece she hurts my feelings, she's like, good <laughs> I'm like, i remember when you used to love me um, now you call me lame uh mike i don't i can't remember if we were talking about during the show last week or if it was off air but mike was telling me about how his kids uh, trying to get them to bed every night is always oh. a chore and a challenge and he said that his son uh just wanted to talk about spiders speaking of because his kid learned about spiders and was just regaling everything that he had learned and like let the kid do it like at some point you got to cut him off but let him go because the kid learned something and he wants to talk about it and that's and he wants just to share it and encourage them you know like obviously Absolutely. within moderation but don't don't uh don't cock block them when they're trying to do this yeah, because, you know, like you said, kids are smart and kids will learn quick. You know, if they're if they're detecting that you're not, you know, proud of them, excited for them, interested in what they're talking about, they're going to know and they're going to react accordingly, you know, and that can really take the wind out of, you know, out of their sails. And that's the last thing you want to do when they're sponges and can learn stuff so quickly and grasp things so easily. Like all you want to do is learn, 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 like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the best thing you can do for them is even if you don't give a shit, 
pretend you're interested. Just pretend. And just, and just you ask know, general questions. Be polite. Yeah. Their attention spans aren't that long. You can pretend, yeah. surely for the sake of your child. Yeah, give them some candy or something. You know, yeah. there's a there's a YouTube channel that I like. I think it's called Recess Therapy, where this guy like interviews children and they're hilarious. It's just so funny. The kids out of the mouth of babes, you know, like it's just <laughs> the funniest. Like it's if you ever need like a little, you know, a little pick me up their cute little shorts. It's called Recess Therapy. And it is just so cute and endearing because the kids are just so funny. It's it's adorable. I love it. Nice. Nice. I'll check that out. Recess therapy. Uh, recess therapy. Recess therapy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. Uh. You know what? We can. What? Uh. We can bring this rodeo to a close. <gasps> it's that time again. It is that time again. Uh, I'll say it ain't so. Uh, I will tell you that if you're interested, Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two announced uh, a line <laughs> of uh, so a partnership with Liquid Death. And uh, it is called Enema of the State, named after their 1999 album. And it's a signed can of liquid death um, from Travis and a very fancy looking enema. Uh, and it'll run you $182. My order is already placed. I cannot wait to receive my order. And um, <laughs> I promise for legal reasons, I will not use it as an enema. For, for personal reasons, um, the story might be a little different, but that's not for legal reasons. But yeah, for legal reasons, no, I won't. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a fun souvenir. But I'm curious, right? Even if, because, okay, so just think about the, I'm thinking about the margin on this, the profit on this, right? So can of liquid death, not terribly expensive, a little expensive, but not terribly expensive, right? Yeah, for water. So, like water in a can, that's all it is, isn't it? But nowadays, everything's expensive. So say generous, crazy ballpark, say $5 for that, right? $5 for fancy water, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then how expensive is this enema kit? Because I can go down to CVS, right? And and grab one for 10, 15 bucks, I think, right? And I'm sure it's classy and beautiful and lovely, but like how much does that cost? Right. I want to know how much they're making on a can of water and an enema kit. Like (laughs) that is genius business. Yeah. I mean, in charging $182 for it, like I get, I get it, but yeah. And people will buy it. Like is great. Is the goal to pocket. Is the goal to actually fill the bulb with liquid death and then use that? Well, so I read that, and there's legal disclosures as do you, well. Do you want to? Do you want to hear the? Product. Do you want to hear the audio? Oh my god! Yes. Okay, here we go. What's my secret? How did I marry the woman of my dreams? How have I had such a successful career in music? I use liquid death mountain water in my. Thanks to my new signature Enema the State collectible enema kit, I've been able to turn my dreams into reality, and now you can too. Enema of the State collectible enema kit is a real enema kit that comes with its own 19.2 ounce can of liquid death mountain water. When used properly, Enema of the State can make you as successful as Travis Barker. I use it, and now I'm the singer in a death metal band called Festering Corpse Puke. I use it. And now I eat people far less often. I use it. And now I'm at the front of the human centipede. 
I use it, and now I can speak Mandarin. 不用害怕，只是水，用 liquid debt 杀死你的口渴。The enema of the state collectible enema kit is not intended for use as a real medical device. Enema of the state should never be placed in or near your butthole without consulting a doctor first. Also, you should not place it in or near your friend's butthole without consulting them or their doctor first. Each can of Liquid Death is personally signed by me. So what are you waiting for? Get yours at liquiddeath.com/enema. It'll be our secret. Okay, ready? Awesome. Oh my god! I like how they say it's it's a real enema kit, and then the legal dragon. This is not a real enema kit. Do this not use this. This is not real. <laughs> I like how they added the part. Don't use this near your friend's butthole without consulting them or their doctor. Now I don't know if you can go consult your friend's doctor. I think there's like some HIPAA laws about that, but I like that they're advocating for consent. Yeah, well, it's got to be it's got to be one of those things where like yes, you can do this, but legally. We have to tell you, you can't do this. It's like, um, if you ever look up, like, because I've done this, if you look up escort websites in Las Vegas and they say these escorts are not like prostitutes, like, yeah, yeah. but why are you yeah. getting the escort? Like, they, you're you, like legally, legally, you can't say that, but everybody knows why they're getting an escort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, people soak tampons and vodka and shove them up their ass and then get burns because you're not supposed to put alcohol next to a mucous membrane like that. Not that mucous membrane. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But I learned that the hard way. No. Did you really? Uh, we'll talk off air. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I was like this crazy man. Yeah, a lot has happened in the last few years since we. I'm uh, like, man, we have more to catch up on. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> the lemon drop tampons in the ass. My God, that's where you're getting the heartburn from. <laughs> that actually doesn't sound like a bad. Uh, it's refreshing, uh, you know. Might well, help with the stink. It could, yeah. Maybe, probably not. This is this is. A perfect time to end. We end on that. So I don't know how to recover from here. All right. I'm very happy that you joined me for this. I hope we can do it again. Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me back. I had a great time. Good. Uh, Remember, that's hardlyfocused.com slash Nicole. She is Dude Kid Hey on Twitch. D-O-O-D Kid Hey. That's me. Uh, For the rest of you, thank you for listening. Anything that we talked about that you want to comment on, you can do that on our social media pages. Uh, Just search for Hardly Focused Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. And with that, we'll talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Goodbye. May not have happened. This has been a presentation of the Solid Listen Podcast Network.